Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox Starks. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time and that whenever and wherever you happen to be when you listen to this podcast, that you are able to find one thing, one small thing that you can do that will improve the quality of your life right now. If it's emotional and and you're feeling kind of yucky, practice smiling for two minutes. If it's spiritual and you feel a little bit down in the dumps and you don't know what to do and you feel like maybe you're lacking with spiritual stuff, why don't you set a timer for three minutes, close your eyes, focus on your third eye, try to keep your spine as straight as possible. Sit either in a chair with your feet on the floor, or maybe you could sit cross-legged on a couch. That's how I meditate. Or on my bed, but always cross-legged with me. But just set a timer for three minutes. That's it. And then just close your eyes, focus on your third eye, focus on your breathing. Maybe it's just that you're racing around in your mind and you're having anxiety. You could try the Ho'oponopono process by saying these four phrases. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Or you can practice being mindful. Sit and think about all the things you hear right now. Did you hear maybe a sound of your house settling? a dog in the far off distance barking. Maybe you hear the hum of a light. Maybe there's a fly in the room. You can't see it, but you can hear it and you can be mindful of the sound it's making. If it's night and you hear crickets, you might be aware that they are raising your vibration. Did you guys know that? Birds in the morning and crickets at night, all the sounds of the natural world around us are there to help keep our vibrations steady and ever increasing. It's to bring us up. Even crickets, you can tell by how many uh, chirps or sounds that when they rub their legs together, you can uh, tell the temperature. If there's like a mathematical formula, I don't know it. You got to look it up. But um, all of nature is there for your benefit. So you could be mindful of all the things you're hearing in nature. Now, what if you're unsatisfied with where you are in your life? What can you do? What's a small change? Well, 17 seconds is all it takes 
to manifest your vision. So every day you could set aside, set a timer for maybe 20 seconds. That gives you time to put your, your phone down and close your eyes and take a breath. But 17 seconds, if you could focus on a positive emotion for 17 seconds, that might be enough to change your whole world. Now, if your 17 seconds is all you're feeling positive for the whole day and the rest of your day, you're like, it's never going to work. And my life sucks. And you focus on the negative stuff and you're just whining and complaining. Probably you're not going to change your life. But if you spend 17 powerful seconds imagining for me, it's uh, swimming in a swimming pool in a house that I own. I mean, for me, that would be an example. You know, or uh, if I imagine that my eyes are closed and my twin flame and I are in bed together and it's been a long day and he puts his arm around me and I imagine his breath on my neck. Or I imagine that he's laughing at a joke I've told or that I'm laughing at something he said. You know, um, you can't imagine your unless you're an alcoholic, (laughs) don't do this if you're an alcoholic, but you can imagine you're sipping a bottle of wine in a city of your choice that you've always wanted to go to. You have enough money and enough time and we have freedom of travel because the quarantine is over. You can spend 17 seconds imagining you're sipping a bottle of wine in, in Paris or in Rome or hell, even in Amsterdam. (laughs) You know, I mean, whatever it is that you want to do. And if you want to change your life, spend those 17 seconds wisely. What is it? Do you really, really want? Maybe you, um, you want to go back to university and you imagine that moment when they hand you your diploma and you want to finish your degree. The other day I was talking to my son and I had a quick vision of his future and I saw him wearing a chef's hat and he had a medal around his neck and the ribbon was white and blue. Now, I don't know what chef school he went to in the future, but he did it. He got his degree and he's a chef. And I was like, whoa, I was blown away. There wasn't too many people at the ceremony, only the people who were graduating and then like one or two people per person, like, you know, the parents or you know, the, everyone was allowed to bring up to two people. And I, it was just me and my son and we were like blown away. We were so happy for him. And I had this like quick, it was like a flash of a vision. And I was like, whoa. So for my son, for example, he can imagine he's being handed his chef certification and he's wearing a chef hat and he's beaming with pride because he did the hard work. He put the hours in. So whatever you want to do to change your life, find one small thing. Now, what if it's a physical thing? What if it's a physical thing? You're in pain. You can hire a masseuse to come and massage you. There's still masseuses out there that will uh, make house calls. If you um, don't want to do that, you could take a hot shower and put some aromatherapy, like essential oils, like of lavender or even tea tree. Um, tea tree for um, cleansing if you need a detox. Lavender will help you to relax, help your muscles to relax. You just put a couple drops in the shower, maybe in the soap tray where you have your soap. 
you know, or even in the bottom of the shower, but in the corner. And as the hot water comes into the shower, the steam will rise and that's going to change your mindset and it will change everything. Oh my God. Did you guys hear that? Did you hear the beep? (laughs) It told on me, we have a new addition to the family. (laughs) I took a plunge. You guys, I'm so glad I did. I, I bought today, I I went on the internet and I found a place that would uh, sell me a UV light that will literally sanitize a whole room in between 15 and 60 minutes, depending on what program you choose, right? And this massive UV light bulb, it's like dangerous, scary. Like if I, if you look at it directly, you'll go blind, you'll get cataracts. It's terrible, but it also has a radar motion detector in it. It literally says on the instructions, it's radar. (laughs) And if you even move an arm on the other side of a door, it will stop. I mean, the door that I have this in the small bathroom, we have uh, three bathrooms in this new place and the small one is called the social bathroom in Ecuador. Everybody has a social bathroom. So if you have guests over for dinner or to enjoy an evening, you have a bathroom that only has a toilet and a sink because obviously if they're coming to dinner, they're probably hopefully already bathed. (laughs) So it's just kind of like a half bathroom. And it's funny. I'd never heard the words social bathroom. I've always heard guest bathroom in the U S but that's what it is. So we decided that that's going to be the sanitary room for the UV light. And we set it up and my son put his jacket in there. I put one of my books and a few other items I put a big thing of toilet paper in there, you know, stuff that we had from the other place that we don't want to bring mold into the house. And so this UV light, gosh, it was like almost $160. And I wrote to the person who owns the company and he's like, Hey, it's me, Kent. And I'm like, Oh my God, I didn't know. I went to one of his concerts. He's also a singer with opera training. And I don't know if he was you know, if he got anywhere with it, but he played with my friend, Glenn, who founded the violent femmes, which is literally my favorite punk rock band of all time. Um, I mean, God bless you, Sid Vicious. I love you and Nancy too. (laughs) You know, the sex pistols always, 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 I love them. But overall, I mean, the violent femmes have always been my favorite band, at least for the past, maybe 25 years. And, um, as far as punk rock bands go anyway, and, uh, my first day, my first event here in Cuenca, Ecuador, my friend invited me to his sister's art opening and it was incredible. We went and I bought some art from her. It was super, super awesome. And I met this guy and he was getting ready to leave and he, he shook my hand. He's wearing this really kick-ass leather jacket. And and he was an older dude. He's older than me. Not like really old, but he's just a couple years older than me. So he wasn't like, you know, some young dude, you know. And uh, we just started talking. We struck up a conversation about music. 
And, um, he's like, what kind of music do you like? I'm like, I don't know. I mean, he, even though he had a leather jacket, he looked a little bit conservative. I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't even know if you like the kind of music I do. He's like, well, try me. You never know. I'm like, well, I love punk rock. And he goes, oh, really? What's your favorite band? You know, or bands, which one, you know, who do you like the most? I'm like, well, my number one all-time favorite band is the Violent Femmes. And he went, no way. You've heard of us? I'm like, what do you mean us? And he's like, I found it out with my brother, Gordon. Oh, my God. I'm like, no way. I grabbed his hand and I said, okay, I know you're leaving, but you're coming to meet my kids. Because my kids, my oldest kid plays cover songs from the Violent Femmes. And we were just like, oh, my God, oh, my God. This is so incredible. And Gordon's still, I mean, the Violent Femmes, they, they've been... They had a tour last year. They had a tour set up this year. I don't know if they went on tour yet, but I mean, they're still out. They're still playing. Their music is incredible. Their new stuff is really good. Anyway, so <laughs> anyway, now that I've got off on the tangent. Anyway, yes. Oh, so yeah. So this guy, he played, he and Glenn played together a concert last year. And I haven't seen this guy in maybe, I don't know eight months or something, nine months possibly. And he was just, um, blown away. He's like, Oh my gosh, you're still in Cuenca. I didn't, I haven't heard from you in so long. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool. So he said, okay, if you PayPal me, he took almost $20 off this product. I'm like, Oh my God, this is incredible. He's like, it's a lot, it's a lot less money. It was like 140 instead of 160. And I'm like, this is cool. So I got this thing and they delivered it today, put it in the bathroom and we put, um, several items in there, including toilet paper from the old house. Cause we didn't want to like, you know how crappy that would be <laughs> if you brought toilet paper and you think, well, it was in a plastic bag, it's wrapped. And then you open it and then you take it and you put it in your, all your bathrooms and all of a sudden, bam, black mold because the spores were in it. Oh my God. We were really freaking out about this. Like how like all of our stuff, you know, and now, okay. So this UV light has ozone. So this is the one small change I've made in my life that today. And, um, the whole house smells like ozone. We're like, Oh my God, we had to open up all the windows in the house. We're freezing. I'm seeing here with a blanket. My son went out on a walk with one of the neighbors. It's really cool. They wear masks and walk everywhere together. His friend has pit bulls. He has to walk four times a day. So, um, so it kind of gives him, my son an opportunity to socialize as an extrovert. He needs that. So, but this UV light, I'm telling you guys, it kills viruses, molds, fungi, bacteria. And the, if you get the one with the ozone, if you guys decide to get this, I'm sure it's available in all countries. Um, I think it's originally from China, which is good because it could kill the, the coronavirus off of itself. <laughs> if it even exists, but on itself, but anyway, um, but yeah, the, the ozone man, this is penetrating like everything. I think that it's literally penetrating through the brick walls. It's like crazy. We have the door of the bathroom shut and I know it could come underneath the bottom of the door into the rest of the house, but um, I have a book in there and I know it's going to penetrate the pages of the book. And we had this stuff in there for like two and a half hours. We just kept like 
you you push the button and you run out of the room really quick and it takes 20 seconds and then it starts and if you go near the door I mean it'll just stop and it'll wait until there's no movement it detects the motion and it, and it, it's it's this thing is wild but um so we're gonna go in there in a little bit and you know open up the window in the bathroom air it out and um, I'm gonna take this thing and put it in all of our bathrooms every single week, sterilize everything, make sure mold can't grow anymore. You know, this is a change we're going to make in our environment. We're, we're like, we want to be a mold free home. That's like our goal. And there's, um, apparently, you know, these dogs, (laughs) wolf dogs, they come and lay in our floor all the time. And we had our whole house cleaned. And after um, like the cleaner was on the floor and when it dried, the whole house smelled like a wet dog. We are like, are you freaking kidding me right now? <laughs> and so we don't even have animals. Our house smells like animals in the, in the living room. So apparently this ozone can penetrate and take the odors out of all the rooms from pets. And I'm like, oh my God, our environment's going to be a lot cleaner than it has been. And this also counteracts the effects of outgassing, like formaldehyde in your home. So I'm like blown away by right now by this. I did all the research this morning. I watched all these videos of scientists explaining how the UV light works, how the um, how the uh, ozone works. Anyways, I'm highly recommending this thing. I can't even tell you the name of it. I don't even know what the name of this is, but it's. Um, it, you have to put it together when you get it and the plastic part's kind of cheesy but the this light bulb I mean it's no joke it's like it's like a foot long it's huge and it's like a double tube and it's um it's a UV light and it's like a purpley blue light which don't ever look directly at it but in fact it's like coming through the glass of our bathroom which is like a frosted glass it was casting a weird, eerie glow in, in our kitchen. And my son's like, Mom, don't even look at it indirectly. I think this is bad light for us. We, we have to go upstairs and watch TV together. <laughs> and by TV, he means my little tiny tablet. And so anyway, so that was our one small thing. It was just one thing. One thing. And we're already like so relieved because our next month to two months was absolutely laid out for us where we're going to have to sit outside and spray every little piece of clothing with vinegar water or bleach water and wash it and even after we wear it we have to spray it again with vinegar water or bleach water to wash it again I had one outfit on that I had I had sprayed the hell out of this outfit like twice and then I washed it and I wore it for two days and then I just threw it in the washer and I didn't wash it right away. And the very next day, the whole washing machine smelled like mold. My son was so mad at me. He's like, mom, we can't do this to the, to the, um, washing machine. This is terrible. I mean, we were beside ourselves for like, really for like the rest of the year. We're going to have to, every time we take off any article of clothing, we have to spray the hell out of it with bleach water 
and wash it in the washing machine. I've already ruined like five or six items by spraying it with bleach because now the colors are wonky and off and now it's like, oh great, you know? <laughs> well, there's one more outfit I can't wear out, out of the house. And we kept running out of vinegar water, so we we're doing it with bleach. And both my son and I have chemical burns on our hands from just spraying the crap out of everything we own. My son threw away a bag of electronic equipment the other day because he's like, I can't, you can't, you have to take the headphones apart to bleach them and then the bleach corrodes the components. So screw it, screw it. He's like, I I just, I'm going to throw it away. What can I do? I I have to throw it away. And so we've been beside ourselves. So this new UV light thing with the, with the ozone, I'm telling you, it's, it's really, I mean, this is, this is the one thing that's changing our life right now. This is the one thing that's going to change our life because now we can hang up several um, items of clothing in there, put it on for 30 minutes, and then um, turn the items of clothing around so they get both sides, you know, the front and back, and just ozone the hell out of it and UV light the hell out of it, and we're not going to have any mold spores at all. The scientific research I saw, they put E. coli in a Petri dish and they covered half of it up and they exposed it to to UV light for only two minutes and it killed everything, 100% gone. Nothing could grow, even though the bacteria was definitely placed on the Petri dish. And the part where it wasn't exposed to the UV light, it was full of it, full of the mold or the, you know, the germs. So anyway, I'm telling you guys, for me, that's my environmental. Yes. (laughs) It's my, the one thing where I'm just like, Oh my God, it's going to change our lives. Seriously. My son's like, we're going to have to bleach all of our clothes. I'm like, I've, I have clothes made out of acetate. They're light and flowy. And I mean, some of my shirts, you know, I mean, it's not like I'm spending thousands of dollars here, but it's really irritating that a shirt that I spent $40 on, you know, I'm going to have to throw away because it's going to, the bleach is going to ruin it. You know, it's going to melt it or something. And, and we were really kind of arguing about it, you know, like seriously, I'm like, I don't even know vinegar might ruin it. You know, now I'm like, nah, ozone's not going to ruin it. So as long as we don't breathe it in, we're going to be golden. (laughs) But, um, so even though my son's kind of scared of this light, he's like, God, this thing is like dangerous as hell. But he's like, you know what though, mom? He's like, this is really good. It's a good idea. He's like, he has his jacket in there. He's got the front, the back. He's turned it inside out to get the back and the front again. So four times we've done this light already today. And he's like, oh my God, this is incredible. Because his his jacket was going to take, there's no way you could soak it. It's like one of those um, jean jackets with the the um, serious like goose down lining with the, um, it was a, like a very, it's like a two or $300 jacket. And we didn't pay that for it. We got it used, but it was like from an expatriate here that he got it. And 
really incredible coat and he's just he was sick about it he's like I'm sick about it I can't I, you know he has a leather jacket he was sick about that he's like I can't just throw away my stuff and I'm like yeah this is ridiculous so there we have it that is it that's my environmental yes for the day <laughs> that's my one small thing is a physical thing that we needed this time but what can you do for yourself that's physical you know um, painting your fingernails or toenails or cutting your own hair I'm, I'm telling you guys I swear to God I have I have a, a razor somewhere in my stuff and I need to shave my legs and it has been weeks and I'm like I am starting to look like a freaking Sasquatch the hair on my legs is sticking straight out in every direction it, it never did that before it always laid flat right and you can't even tell there's hair on my legs because it's very pale <laughs> and in the sun you could tell if you look really hard usually now I just it's like I, I look like a freaking Bigfoot with small feet <laughs> and, and and my son's beard is growing all kinds of crazy he looks like a 30 year old man I mean not his face he doesn't have wrinkles but he's got this thick bushy beard he's only 17 he's like what the hell like this, something about this quarantine is making everybody's hair grow completely wild my um, eyebrows have been growing out of control like super long super fast and my I looked, I was looking in the mirror today and I'm like, what the hell? I had this one eyebrow that was like, or um, just one hair in my eyebrow. It was like super freaking long. It was over an inch long. I'm like, what the actual hell right now? And I'm looking, I, I don't even know where in my stuff is my hair cutting scissors that I normally use to trim my eyebrows. And I'm like, this is games to be freaking serious, man. <laughs> This is like freaking serious. So I plucked that eyebrow out and it was literally over an inch long. I'm like, oh my God, we are all becoming these crazy looking people in under these isolation quarantine circumstances. And I was worried about my makeup. Oh my God, I've got some Mac makeup, really expensive stuff, man. And I'm like, I, I'm going to, I'm going to be sick if I have to throw away my $50 lipstick, man, because I can't get Mac makeup in Ecuador unless I have it like delivered from the U S and that'd be $30 for delivery charges from my friend who would bring it from Florida. And, um, and it's good to still take months to even get here. So I'm like, even just to get something brand new again, or I have to f go to Lima, which is a 40 hour bus ride each way. And so I'm just like, dude, like I can't, I can't part with my, with my Mac lipstick. I have this bright red, gorgeous lipstick that I don't, I don't wear that often, but when I do, I just feel so, I feel so good in, in this color. I don't normally wear red, but it's a nice color. Anyway, um, this UV light's going to help me with that. It's going to get all the germs or whatever out of my makeup. If indeed there's anything in it. <sighs> Unbelievable. This ordeal. It's an ordeal what we've been going through with this, this mold. But anyway, but I want you guys to think about what can you do for yourself? What, what is that one thing? You know, maybe it's just exercise. Maybe you haven't exercised. Maybe you've, 
had the intention of working out at home and getting in kick-ass shape and then the more the quarantine goes on the more you're like oh we're never getting out of here we're gonna be alone forever (laughs) and then you just kind of eat chips watch tv sleep a little longer and suddenly you're just living in sweats and you're giving up clothes that's my kids used to call it mom you look like you're giving up you need to wear nicer clothes (laughs) it was right after I got my divorce and they were younger and they were like mom you cannot dress like this I literally bought (laughs) like four this is so embarrassing but also it was so comfortable I bought four velour track suits <laughs> like 10 years ago. I mean, and my kids were like, I'm like, look, I love this. It's so cool. I look sporty and also kind of stylish because it's kind of a thing where I was living in Chico, California like 10 years ago. And they were like, mom, no, this is mom. You look like you're giving up. <laughs> Like, you'll never find love again. Might as well wear sweatpants. I'm like, but these are not sweatpants. These are, you don't want to sweat in velour. Like, this is something you wear to look casual. You can wear it with gold jewelry. They're like, oh, mom, just no. <laughs> I had a white one, with the, and they had a hoodie, and around the hoodie had a white fur. It was so cute. And my kids were like, mom, no. And I used to have velour, stretchy, like, tight shirts I'd wear under it and I thought I looked pretty hot and they were like can you not just buy a pair of jeans maybe a nice dress even mom (laughs) oh my god I think my daughter said something like what self-respecting man would even date you if you're gonna wear like sweats everywhere like okay touche point taken I had to throw away all my mom clothes (laughs) and I gave them away to charity but, um, <laughs> but, um, I don't know. I mean, you know, so go out and buy yourself like a nice outfit or at least shop online. And a lot of places cannot deliver now because of the quarantine, but it's not like you can't put it in your cart, in your shopping cart and just keep it there. And when everything gets back to normal in a month or two or three, then you could go back and buy that thing for yourself. But, you know, exercise. I started exercising when I moved to this place. This morning I woke up, I'm like, I can't exercise, it's too early. And I laid on the couch for like two hours. Then I got up and I went upstairs and I exercised. And I noticed today that my muscles are all pretty much back in shape. I feel like hard and wiry, like, you know, I haven't felt in a long time. I'm like, yes. And I'm starting to look a little slightly bit younger every single day now. So I'm telling you, Himalayan Five Rights, that's something you can do for yourself. I mean, if you're over the age of 30, you're going to want to start it now while you can still move reasonably well. My friend sent a meme to me uh, the other day, Peter Luigi. He always sends me the funniest stuff. And he sent me this um, thing that says, you know, people my age are climbing mountains And for me, I'm just proud of myself every day. I could put my underwear on while standing on one leg and not falling over. (laughs) Like that's an accomplishment. I'm like, well, you know, I broke my legs. So I mean, standing on the leg that I had broken with metal rods in it. I mean, 
that is a feat in itself just to stand on one leg for me. That's like, oh man, I hope, I hope my, the, the, the metal rods hold up. I always feel so scared. I get that. I get that sentiment entirely. It's like, yeah, what, what the hell is up with those people? They're my age climbing mountains. It's crazy and good for them. But like, I'm lucky to get up and down the stairs every day. <laughs> it's like, oh, but I am doing it. I'm doing my exercises and I'm every day I get a little bit stronger. And you know what? You can too exercise and if you don't like to exercise put on some good ass music and just dance 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 because that will lift your mood lift your spirits change the energy of the room change your own vibration and you'll get in shape so hey why not do that you know I'm not just talking to the ladies out there I'm talking to the men too everybody can dance you know um you know, even if you can't dance, who who cares? And no one's going to see you but you. You know, just um, don't even look in the mirror. Just dance because you want to. Let the spirit and the music move you. I love that. And another really fun way of exercising is actually singing. You know, put on some music that you love to sing to. And, you know, like go check out a Hollywood Vampires concert online on YouTube. You know, I, I sing to some of the songs. I, I love it. I love that. That's a, they're a good band and they do cover songs like David Bowie and it's incredible, an incredible band and Johnny Depp's got an incredible voice and I just love, love it, love it, love it. And I, so I sing with him <laughs> in my living room when I'm by myself. And Nina Rodriguez, by the way, guys, if you want to discover a brand new singer, who I don't care if you're a man or woman or straight or gay or whatever, you're going to fall in love with her in two seconds and you're going to really, really want her to be your wife. I swear to God, my son and I, we listen to her music and we have to stop the song because we're too, we're crying because her voice is so intensely perfect. And we're just like, Oh my God, like her voice and her lyrics they're in Spanish but she has a song called Gravedad Gravity and and she has like a video on her thoughts while she's making the song and then she has just the the song and the lyric video oh, it's um she talks about um where does gravity touch us like at what point are we touching the gravity of the earth? And she goes, and then she kind of like, it's a metaphor for life. Like all of life, there's gravity to everything in our lives. Everything is heavy, you know, and there's different varying parts and it's just her. Oh my God. Her, all of her music is deep. She's a profound metaphysician. And I swear to God, she is one of those sirens that her singing will make men plummet to their deaths just to be near her. She has that kind of energy and power and she will blow your freaking mind. When we started listening to her a couple months ago, she had like 400 followers. Now she has 4,000 on YouTube and she's on Instagram too. She is absolutely incredible. 
And I don't know why she's not 100% famous yet, but mark my words, Nina Rodriguez is going to go places. And I did mention her, I think, once before, but we got into it. My son's like, we need to hear Gravedad. And I'm like, oh my God, we can't, we can't, we can't, because... I don't feel like crying now. And he put it on and we sat here and cried for like an hour over this woman. (laughs) I'm like, why does she not live with us? Why is she not our roommate or my wife or his wife even, you know, (laughs) like it's just something about her. She has a familiarity. And I think because she's channeling the voice of God or she's channeling her own soul, she's just profound She's unassuming. She doesn't have a big ego. She's just an incredible human being. At least she comes across that way. <laughs> I swear to God. She's a, she's a mermaid. She's a siren. That's all. Siren song. You want to hear siren song? Nina Rodriguez, baby. Anyway, that's something you do nice for yourself for sure. You know, don't wear makeup. You'll be crying. <laughs> um... I put up a new post on Instagram. That's at mermaidgirl888. Mermaid girl, of course, being referring to the story of when my little girl was a little girl. And she's really young. She said, you know, I told her you could grow up to be anything you want in this life. And she said, I want to be a mermaid. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) You can't grow up to be a mermaid because you can't just grow a tail. And she got really mad at me. Decided to be an astronaut instead. I'm like, all right. Or, or cosmologist. Anything to do with space. And she will be attending university when it opens again. Soon. So that she could get her degree in quantum mechanics. So that she can actually work for NASA. JPL. That's her passion. Besides art and music, because she's incredible in both of those. But um, mermaidgirl888 is my Instagram account. And I just, I asked a question. I posed this question to everybody. Um, Somebody asked me, what are some good spiritual books? He's coming into his awareness spiritually. And as he's awakening up, he's like, what are some good books? I keep asking people. And I mean spiritual books and people keep telling me Harry Potter and that's not exactly what I mean. And he had, and he gave me like laughing faces. He wrote me and I'm like, Oh man, I'm like, okay. And so I gave him like five or six books. He's like, that might take me a year to read them, but I'm excited about it. This is cool. So I put up a post for Vikram and I said, this is it, you know, please help everybody out. What book has changed your life what spiritual books really did it for you things have opened you up to new worlds and possibilities and increased your spirituality and your awakening and increased your awareness and helped you become that much more enlightened so if you've got a good answer for that even if it's just you know, an old classic book from 30, 40, 50 years ago, even if it's from 100 years ago, and it's Practical Mind Reading by William Walker Atkinson, which is what we've been reading on the show every Monday for the past few weeks. Um, 
even if it's that or the spirits book by Alan Kardec, whatever the book is that has changed your life or has given you a better insight, please go to my Instagram and put that information there because some people really need to read this. They need to see that there are spiritual books because when you first woke up, weren't you kind of voraciously hungry? At least your mind was hungry to learn more and more information. I know I was. I could not read enough books fast enough. I mean, I would have three or four books at my side at all times. I'd have one in the bedroom, one in my purse, one in my backpack, one in the bathroom, one in the living room. I mean, I had so many books. I'd read an hour in one book, put that down, grab the next book and read an hour in that book. I could not just read only one book. I was so hungry for the information. Illusions by Richard Bach, one of my favorite books of all time. Um, I told him about that autobiography of a yogi. (sighs) Great book, man. And when you read that book, Paramahansa Yogananda will be with you. Uh, while you're reading it, you, if you are aware psychically, you will sense and feel him in the room with you. And I've talked to several people who had that experience. Like, Ooh, he's right there with me. I remember just seeing that book in, on the bookshelf in the bookstore. And I just, it was like his face was, um, like he was looking at me and it freaked me out. I had to visit that book every day for months and I could never buy it. I couldn't bring myself to buy it. And my ego was so, I was judgmental and I was 18 or 19. I was really young. And I remember thinking, oh, who is he to call himself a yogi? What does yogi mean anyway? I mean, the yogi, it just means somebody who wants union with God. That's all it means, right? Well, I had such a weird attitude. I was so crazy when I was a teenager. You know, I thought I knew everything like, you know, typical you know, typical, but I just, I was like, who's he? And then I had to, I'd go back and look at him again. And then I'd feel him. I'd feel him with me and I could feel him laughing at me. Why are you laughing at me? Screw you. I'm not going to buy your book. And then a few days later, I'd be back at the earthling bookshop in Santa Barbara. And I have to look at that book again. I'd stare into his eyes and I'd feel his love. I'd feel so much love coming from him. And I couldn't bring it. I could not bring myself to read that book. And it took 10 years before I read that book. In fact, I read it with my, um, with the, my husband, my second husband, father of my children. (laughs) He was like, oh yeah, I have this book. I I think we should read it together. I think you're going to love it. Have you ever heard of autobiography of a yogi? And I almost fell on the floor. I, I, my jaw dropped. I looked at him. I was like, oh my God that book and I have something. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't know, but that book, I felt so confronted, confronted by this book, by the man on the book. He freaks me out. And I don't know why. And I found out later is because he comes from the line of yogis from which my master, my spiritual master comes from. And I was intimidated by that power. I was intim- I was scared. Now I love him with all my heart and I've asked him for favors over the years and he's always come like when our, our um, VW bus broke down. <laughs> I love VWs, but they do break down. And I, my husband's like, 
we're not going to get the part. It's not here. We're in the middle of nowhere. He was starting to freak out. I'm like, you just have to ask Master to help us. Just ask Guruji. And so we prayed, you know, or we asked. We just asked a favor like you'd ask a friend. Hey, please help us with this um, with this problem. And about 10 minutes later, it, the VW bus just started up on its own. And I knew it was him. He changed the energy. You know, our, our, our fear changed it to love. And then he fixed our car for us. You know, he's a very powerful master. He's an ascended, enlightened master. So, you know, that's a book that definitely changed my life. Autobiography of a Yogi. <laughs> it taunted me for 10 years. And then I finally read it. And just, I mean, every page would have to, like, put the bookmarker in the book, set it down, and ball my head off because there's another thing that just made me cry like crazy. But being an empath and being overly emotional about everything, it just, it's like, I, I feel so deeply things and I cry very easily because I feel the deeper emotions of things. And, um, a lot of you also do. I know you do because I've had conversations with you guys. A lot of you, um, are just like me in that way. Just we're empaths and we're like deep thinkers, deep feelers, you know, anyway, we're going to get to spaceweather.com. So hold on a minute. Let me get over here. There's some information that you have to know. All right. Solar wind speed is 295.6 kilometers per second. There are no sunspots. And so that makes it 27 days without a sunspot. But check this out. Solar flare activity has been intensifying for the first time in more than a year. The sun is really flaring. So today the earth orbiting satellites detected an M1 class solar flare and a C9 class flare. Both came from a likely sunspot that's hiding just behind the sun's northeastern limb. Literally, they call it limb, L-I-M-B. The sun does not have limbs, yo. Why are they saying that? Anyway, the northeastern part, we'll say, of the sun. So there's an image from NASA's Solar Dynamic um, Observatory and... By the way, a wolf dog just walked into my house, this beautiful Lobo. Hi, baby. Hi, honey. How are you? Oh, sweetheart. Yeah, they, they want to. He just lays down. Blackie was in here earlier. It's like we have our own dogs. <laughs> They're just our friends. It's awesome. They come to visit often. Okay. So, um... It says, so far, these explosions have not much affected Earth. The underlying sunspot is facing away from the planet. So even though it's going on, it's not really affecting us right now. And the it's possible it's going to soon change. So if this, this sunspot's popping off, you know, class M-class and C-class flares. The other day was a B-class, which was kind of not that big of a deal. Um, but it was popping off a lot of flares we may be in for it in a few days, so we'll see. So we'll see in the next 24 to 48 hours. Um, they say future flares could be geo-effective. That's a cool word. I never heard that before, but I guess it means to affect Earth. <coughs> All right. Um, let's see what's going on here with the other things. Uh, we have had a 0.3% change in the neutron counts, which means we are being bombarded with cosmic radiation and... You guys know that we've had an anomaly with the magnetosphere that's gained worse. There's a bigger crack in the magnetosphere, bigger than usual. 
So what that means is a lot more cosmic radiation could get in. We are at 10.2% of the space age average. So that means very high amount of cosmic radiation. Absolutely no coronal holes facing Earth. But uh, today was a day we should have gotten two gusts of solar wind hitting Earth. Tomorrow we will have another. If you've been feeling a little bit under the weather or even having problems with uh, some of the ascension symptoms right now, digestive issues, having your tummy hurt a little bit, having, um, um, I don't want to say the F word, but air blasting from your neither regions <laughs> that doesn't smell too nice. Um, I've heard a lot of people talk about that strange ass dreams that are really affecting you and you're waking up going, what the hell, <laughs> what am I dreaming? And you just feel like you accidentally took a couple tabs before you fell asleep. That's the kind of dreams that people have been having. I had a dream that all of my stuffed animals I ever had as a child not only came back to life, but came back to find me to have conversations with me about my childhood. Oh my God, that was a really freaky dream. <laughs> so if that's the kind of thing, um, we've been having, uh, kind of dreams that we've been having, uh, according to the fireball network, it says five. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and refresh this page because this might've been yesterday's or it says on the 28th and today's the 29th. So I'm going to look, holy crap. I'm glad I refreshed the page guys. 33 sporadic fireballs <laughs> were detected. 33 fireballs over the United States. These are not from a Lyrids or Aquarids meteor shower. In fact, they're just sporadic, random, random. We're going through such a rough patch of space right now. Our whole solar system is going through this random, wild, rough patch where there's so many fireballs. And, and also no magnetosphere to burn them up. So this is according to NASA's all-sky cameras. So that's, that's, <laughs> I don't even know what to think about that, guys. Okay, uh, 63 is the big number today reported from Schumann uh, Resonance News from DisclosureNews.it coming out of Italy. They had a massive blast at 63 hertz frequency. Remember that 40 hertz and anything above it is the bottom rung of the fifth dimension. The fifth dimension is not a place, but rather an energy and vibration. You want to keep lifting your own vibration up to ascend because we're going to have more power. Ooh, I said that Lobo looked right into my eyes. You know about ascension, don't you? And he's, he, now he's kind of ignoring me, but he's kind of excited by this topic. You know about the Schumann Resonance, buddy? His tail is wagging like crazy out of nowhere. <laughs> I love it when animals that grew up speaking Spanish suddenly understand me in English. <laughs> I think he understands the energy and excitement I have about ascension. Pretty cool stuff there. All right, let me see how many minutes we have left over here. All right. Yeah, we got plenty of time. Okay. Now going over to the heartmath.org, uh, heartmath Institute, 
we only have uh, information from May 27th, so this is Wednesday. I don't know why. They're two days behind, and I don't know why, but we're going to talk about what happened two days ago with the Schumann Resonance. In California, at the hour of 2300, they were at 131 hertz frequency, so wow, right? 91 over what you need to be in the fifth dimension. Uh, Hofu, Saudi Arabia, and Lithuania were suspect, suspect. <laughs> they were both at zero, and I don't know why, but I'm reporting them as I read them, okay? 251 hertz frequency is where Alberta, Canada was. That's extremely high. And Northland, New Zealand was at 87 hertz frequency, followed by, last but not least, one of our best, uh, highest energy places on earth, Hulului, South Africa. They were at 164 hertz frequency on the Schumann Resonance Scale on the 27th of May. I did want to mention that the other day, two days before that, so four days ago, Alberta, Canada did reach 297 hertz frequency. Not sure I mentioned that yet, but almost 300 hertz frequency. So you guys, I feel like we're getting there slowly but surely, inching our way up into the fifth dimension. Now, some of you already are there. Some of you are stragglers, but it doesn't mean that it's for lack of trying. Some of us have to, had to wait. I waited because I wanted to help more people to come up. Now, I've been in it for a while. I feel the energy of it. And even on days I feel down, I don't feel down for long. It it changes immediately, like within five to ten minutes. Even when I'm having a bad day, all of a sudden I reverse it. And this is going to start happening for you if it hasn't already. And maybe for you it's been happening for years already. You know, we're all just on the same path. And it's almost like a single file line. And some of us are ahead on the path and some of us are behind on the path. But we're all on the same path. So no judgment no matter where you are on the path because we're all on a journey together. All right. So we are going to get into ACIM.org. This is a website for the foundation of inner peace. Today, we're going to read lesson 302 in a course in miracles. So here it is. You can, by the way, get your own app for absolutely free. There's a bunch of them for a course in miracles. You get a purple one or a black one or a red one or blue, whatever color you want that you, you, whatever you can think about, you, you can have it or just go to ACIM.org. If you want to reread what I read to you, um, there was a conversation from a couple days ago that I did not read about, um, oh gosh, was it karma or reincarnation? It was something interesting. And why am I not? Oh, the second coming of Christ and what that really means. That's what this one was. So you might want to go look and read the workbook as well as the main book. And then eventually the teacher's guide. That's the, that's the third book to read. You can get these in a used bookstore for about 60 bucks. They're about $200 brand new or absolutely free on the website. So here we go. Lesson 302. Let me make sure I've got enough time to read this. Yes, I do. All right, cool. Lesson 302 is this. Where darkness was, I look upon the light. 
where darkness was, I look upon the light. Father, our eyes are opening at last. Your holy world awaits us as our sight is finally restored and we can see. We thought we suffered, but we had forgot the son whom you created. That's S-O-N, by the way. You created. Okay, now we see that darkness is our own imagining and light is there for us to look upon. Christ's vision changes darkness into light. No, for fear must disappear when love has come. Let me forgive your holy world today that I may look upon its holiness and understand it but reflects my own. Our love awaits us as we go to him and walks beside us showing us the way. He fails in nothing. He the end he is the end we seek and he the means by which we go to him. Where darkness was I look upon the light. Again that's lesson 302 in the event you wish to reread it later and contemplate it more. All right, guys, I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, it's time again for the Earth Changes Report. And if we get to it, we're going to talk about some weekly world weird news. (laughs) Weird news in the world. Probably going to look at Coast to Coast AM because I saw some really strange stuff coming out of their uh, website that was in my inbox this week. We'll see what we can do right after this message.
in the sea? It's like people use this planet as a bin. Pick up your trash, that's where you begin. Temperature is rising, we are realizing. We must act now, there's no compromise. Just one small change. trying to sneak over by the door and then again I tried to sneak over by the window to capture and record the sound of this really crazy bird it's a night bird that only comes out at night I think we have a form of a nightingale that sings a beautiful song but they're only out at night also but in the early evening, like the twilight, right after the sun goes down. And it's a a song that you don't hear during the day or or in the morning at all. And I went over to try to capture the sound of that bird that makes that sort of sound. And it's, it's like it's a psychic bird. I go over there and I have all my blinds drawn. It can't see me. But it stops singing the minute I get just a few feet closer. And I'm not a ninja. I can't sneak up on my own door super quiet. But I didn't think I was that loud. And this bird just won't won't let me record it. Even the landlady agrees. She was saying, no, these birds are really strange. Other parts of Cuenca, you don't hear them. So because we're... um, in a more natural area. That's why there's more birds over here. But I just, I keep, I keep trying to capture them. One night I'll do it. One night, maybe they'll see me. Maybe I'll just sit outside, but I'm all choked up now. Um, My allergies have kicked up again because there's this beautiful tree right outside my door. (laughs) <laughs> and I had my, my window open to capture the bird and I got cold so I had to shut the door or the window but um, this tree is called an angel's trumpet tree it's one of the most beautiful trees you could ever see but the, um, and they smell heavenly but the um, 
I mean, if you eat any part of this plant, you'll die, like, right away. It's, like, this crazy, <clears throat> excuse me, it's, like, a crazy, um, crazy poisonous tree. <clears throat> and I think the, um, the bandits or the robbers here, they'll grind up some part of the flower and make it into a, a dried powder and they blow it into people's faces and you do this and you could control anyone like like people will happily go to their bank account and drain every penny for you and go to your house and make you dinner and then load up your their furniture on your truck I mean I don't know what the hell <laughs> what's up with this tree but um, the people here have tried to cut it down long, you know, years ago, and every time they do, it just comes growing back up. Anyway, it smells amazing, but I wanted to shut the window, um, because now I'm all choked up from the pollen of this tree, but it, ugh, and this, but it's like, I want to cap, some, one of these days I'll capture this bird, it's driving me crazy, because it's just such a beautiful bird. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, maybe it's an ugly bird, I haven't seen it, but I, it's like, the sound is crazy. <laughs> All right. I hopefully I won't be choked up for too long. I shut that window. Okay. I'm going to go back to May 20th because we were missing a whole week worth of, uh, earth changes news. And as I do, um, except for last week, every week I talk about all the things going on in the world. And as I'm saying these stories, I just ask that you say, a silent prayer for all the people that are going through these changes because some of these have got to be hard to go through and so we'll just say a little prayer and and ask um, our higher guidances to please either send sunshine where it's raining and flooding or send rain where there's drought and people are starving and I don't even know what to do for the locusts. What do we ask? Did the locusts just freaking die already? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. But in that case, just that the people in those areas get, um, that they have enough food uh, delivered or given to them. Because um, the locusts eat everything in sight. And there's been a lot of locusts this year. I swear, this, this past year has been... Um, really crazy for <clears throat> obviously for death tolls from the coronavirus and different things um, it was a gnarly flu season right before that and now we're having all the <clears throat> the weather stuff has just been crazy alright so we're going to go to it um, apparently 10,000 people were forced to evacuate amid catastrophic dam failures in central Michigan, and I did not even know about this until like just a few minutes ago when I saw this headline. And by the way, the, the tablet usually, you know, with the tablet, I guess I can only see the headlines and not the first paragraph of the story. So this is going to go relatively quick compared to normal. Um, when I get back into being able to use my laptop, with my actual internet, <laughs> then we will have a little bit more like the rest of the story. We just don't have it right now because, 
I'm waiting for the Ecuadorian government to give the okay for the Etapa um, internet to be installed in my house. I'm getting the government internet because it's faster, more reliable, and cheaper than all the others. So it's worth the wait, they tell me. So I think this is what we had before, and it was actually really good. But um, it's so annoying not having... (laughs) not having this stuff. Okay. So the extremely severe cyclonic storm Amphan hit India and Bangladesh and it left a trail of destruction. We could imagine what that is. So we're not going to get into it. There's an article about the South Atlantic anomaly, uh, the weakening of the earth's magnetic field. And it looks like it's splitting into two. So that we're going to have two huge cracks in the magnetosphere, but I talked about that one the other day, so we're going to move right along. Now, um, on the 21st of May, there was an article that says, early winter blast with record rain hit much of the eastern seaboard of Australia with severe weather continuing on through the weekend. So let's send some sunshine to India, Bangladesh, uh, Michigan, and also Australia. Let's send love and light and sunlight to those places. Now, there was a rare tornado that hit Sumatra. No. (sighs) Sumatra, you guys, if you ever get a chance to get your hands on some Sumatran coffee, it is incredible. Like, they sell it at Trader Joe's. It's, um, if you're in the United States, you know what I'm talking about. Um, the Sumatran coffee is they wait for the monsoon season to come and the winds dry out the coffee and they, and it ages and I think it ferments it slightly and it's a mellow flavor but my god it's expensive it's like $10 for one of those little tiny cans 9 or 10 bucks and it's absolutely incredible so anytime I hear about Sumatra anything about them I always think about that amazing coffee Um, anyway they had a rare tornado hit two people were killed and 245 homes were damaged that's crazy I've never heard of tornadoes hitting that area so let's send them some love and light so they can heal that's got to be scary to live in a place where nothing happened like that ever and then for it to happen or maybe not your lifetime you've never seen it and then all of a sudden the crazy weather hits so let's just send them some love and light to get through the PTSD of that I'm sure they've felt it now Amphan here's more in more information about it in India and Bangladesh millions of people were affected 100 people in fact they say more than 100 people have now died that's from the 22nd so we'll see there might be something more send them some love and sunshine okay rare extreme weather event lashed much of western australia it was western australia's worst storm in a decade are you kidding me australia you guys i love you guys so much down under (laughs) i am so sorry for all the weather and the crap you've been Sustaining. I don't know what is going on there, but it feels like the earth is just really cleansing through 
fire and rain, all the different uh, ways, all the things you guys have been experiencing. I don't think it's a karmic thing. I really don't feel like it's a karmic thing. It's not like a collective, you know, karma convention. You know, like when a plane crashes and everyone on board dies. That to me is a karma convention. I got that idea from my friend David back when I was 18 years old. And he said that and I laughed to the heart. I'm like, oh my God, I never thought about that. Like everybody chose at that time to die at that same moment together. And it was like a convention of their karma, you know, and, and um, I never forgot that. And, but I don't know, all of Australia has been battered repeatedly for, for months now with all kinds of crazy weather stuff. So let's just send some love and sunshine to Australia. And um, you guys, I think it's just a cleansing thing and humans are caught in a crossfire the koala bears and the kangaroos, you know, they're all just caught like caught in the crossfire of this. So it's just send a lot of love and soothing bomb energy, you know, to all these places, especially Australia. All right. So there was an extreme once in a decade storm that brought destructive winds and rain to Western Australia. So one day later, they have almost the identical article so my god you guys been battered over there right turkey's eastern province was hit by a disruptive snowstorm with very strong winds that's crazy i don't did it always snow in turkey i have a friend over there i should ask him because i've never heard of that and like snowing over there that's crazy so it sent sunshine over there too to turkey apparently in florida they had severe flooding that was triggered by record heavy rains. Sunshine to Florida. They call it the Sunshine State, do they not? I mean, California is the Golden State, but I think they call Florida the Sunshine State. Let's send them some sunshine. In Nicaragua, they also had severe flooding and life threatening flash floods, and they were expecting more across all of Central America, well into next week. So let's just send them some love and light because that's crazy. Um, all right, uh, floods have killed 285 people and affected more than 800,000 people in Kenya. And the crop loss that they sustained may lead to food insecurity. So let's send love and light and lots of sunshine to Kenya as well as energy of having enough, having enough to eat and imagine people feeling like they're grateful because they have everything they need. That's really sad, man. That's bugging me. And then we have um, today, it was reported that Iran, Iran or Iran, faces the worst locust plague in 50 years and the recent attacks are unprecedented so they've never had anything this to this extent I mean let's just send some love and light to Iran I do have a friend I've been talking to all day about TV shows and things he's bored at home 
He is a biology teacher. He's from Turkey, but he lives in Iran right now. And he's just like watching TV, watching movies and everything on YouTube because he can't go to work during the uh, coronavirus crisis. But man, I, I should ask him about the locust situation. I mean, people start to eat locusts, dipping them in honey, you know. I mean, John the Baptist in the Bible, that's what he did. I mean, this is crazy stuff, man. Anyway, the first M-class solar flare of Solar Cycle 25, which we just did talk about from spaceweather.com. They say it was um, an impulsive M1.1, and it hit or was released at 7.24 UTC time on May 29th, which is obviously today. So, wow. I love this picture of the sun. It's like, I don't know why it's green. It's the color of kiwi fruit. (laughs) It's a beautiful picture. Anyway, you may read in depth these articles on watchers.news if you wish. So that's it. That only took up 14 minutes. I'm going to pause this and I'm going to go look for some weird news now, guys. It's going to be more of a weird news than anything. So hold on and we're going to stop this for a minute until I can locate some cool stories for you. Uh, Well, I was hoping to find some weird news and my God, this story takes the cake. Well, take something. Hold on, you guys. Hold on to your hats. (laughs) Monkeys steal COVID-19 samples from lab workers from a lab worker in India. Oh my God. According to coast to coast am.com. I'm going to read this article from Tim Binal. Reminiscent of the beginnings of an apocalyptic science fiction film, a troop of monkeys in India attacked a lab worker and made off with blood samples from COVID-19 patients. Oh my God. The very strange incident reportedly occurred at a medical college in the U- in the city of Meerut on Thursday when a lab technician was walking outside the facility and encountered the troublesome creatures, <laughs> presumably suspecting that he was carrying something that they could eat. The monkeys descended upon the unfortunate individual and snatched three samples containing the virus. The fantastic nature of the caper (laughs) captured the imagination of people online and many of them uh, likened it to the eerily similar opening scene of the zombie film 28 Days Later. However, not everyone found the monkey's antics amusing and residents of the area were well, understandably concerned about the prospect of the creatures spreading the virus in the community. Now, in response to the fears, an official with the college assured the public that, to date, no evidence has emerged to indicate that monkeys can even get the coronavirus. Now, fortunately, this became something of a moot point when the samples were then later recovered shortly. Thank God, right? And this is after the animals had stolen them. (laughs) 
I guess they just dumped them because they weren't apples or I don't know what they thought they were. Uh, (laughs) It would appear that the monkeys who had scrambled up trees to examine the pilfered material eventually tossed the blood samples to the ground once he realized that the packets could not be eaten. Nonetheless, authorities have pledged to investigate the incident and take steps to prevent any similar incidences in the future. Yeah, my God. (laughs) Can you, I, I can't even imagine monkeys. Oh my God, monkeys. All right, so let me see. There are some other news articles here. Let me go check out the news from this website because yeah, their news is always strange. So for Coast to Coast AM, it's just called news, right? And I'm going to have to pause this again just to find something else. Well, here's a fun little ditty. <laughs> Hoping to obtain superpowers, Bolivian boys let Black Widow Spider bite them. Ew. In a bizarre story out of Bolivia, a trio of children required hospitalization after they allowed a black widow spider to bite them in an attempt to acquire superpowers. This strange incident reportedly occurred earlier this month in the town of Chayanta. Tasked with grazing goats on their property, the three kids stumbled upon a poisonous arachnid, which led to a conversation about the iconic origin story of the famed comic book character (sighs) Spider-Man. Wondering if perhaps, like Peter Parker, they would be blessed with fantastic powers by way of a bite from a spider. The youngsters decided to put the story to the test. Taking turns, they agitated the creature just enough so that if struck, it struck each one of them. Now, alas, one might expect the youngsters were not transformed into crime-fighting superheroes, and instead they found themselves becoming incredibly sick from the spider's powerful poison. Suffering from various symptoms, including a fever, muscle pains, and tremors, the children were eventually brought to a nearby hospital where they were treated for the spider bites and ultimately recovered about a week later. Their harrowing ordeal was revealed by the Bolivian Ministry of Health's epidemiology. Epidemiology. Oh my God. I knew this word. Epidemiology. Head at the end of a recent press conference about the country's battle with the coronavirus. Ooh, Virgilio Pietro. That's my son's name, Virgil. In Spanish, is Virgilio. He, he goes by that sometimes. That's his middle name. Virgilio Pietro explained that it should serve as a cautionary tale for parents with young children who may believe that what they see in movies is real. Oh my God. 
God, right? That that's that's terrifying. Parents should always have talks with their children. Grandparents even should talk to their grandchildren about how, especially little kids, how uh, things are made up. It's not true, not true at all. Stay away, stay away from the spiders because that's, that's just terrible, man. That is uh, not fun, not fun at all. So let's see. This, this one looks kind of fun. Mysterious Fermi bubbles may be the result of black hole indigestion six million years ago. This is from LiveScience.com. A black hole burp <laughs> filled the Milky Way center with mysterious invisible structures, according to a new study. The center of the Milky Way is a puzzle of invisible interconnected blobs. There are swooping tendrils of an energy visible only in radio wavelengths, hourglass-shaped scars of X-ray light, and towering over it all are these mysterious Fermi bubbles that's spelled F-E-R-M-I, in case you want to look it up later. These twin orbs of gas, dust, and cosmic rays emerge from the galactic center like two wings of an enormous moth, one on either side of the galaxy's central black hole. From tip to tip, the bubbles do stretch 50,000 light years across. Now that's half the diameter of the Milky Way itself, yet they're only visible in high-energy gamma-ray light. Where did they come from? Nobody really knows. But a study published on May 14th in the Astrophysical Journal argues that these bubbles, along with mysterious X-ray and radio structures surrounding the galactic center, are all linked to the same series of black hole belches beginning around six million years ago. Well, that's crazy. I don't even know what to say about that. Other than that is absolutely strange. So (laughs) definitely fits under the category of weird news this week. Okay, I found another one. This is cool. This is the link I found from Coast to Coast AM, but the website this appears on is france24.com. So we've talked about this sort of thing before in the past. I think last year we mentioned it a few times. But check this out. An Indian yogi who claims he spent decades without food or water earned him a band of devotees and the skepticism of doctors he died Tuesday his neighbor told the AFP now he was 90 years old the long haired bearded Pralajani who dressed in red and he wore a nose ring in the fashion of Hindu goddesses hailed from Charada village 
in the western state of Gujarat, where he spent his life in a routine of yoga and meditation. He was 90 years old based on his claim that he was born in August 1929. He died early on Tuesday morning at his residence due to old age, according to Sheetal Chattery, who lived next door to Jani. He was rushed to the hospital after midnight, but declared dead on arrival by the doctors there. Jani's body was taken to Ambaji, a town renowned for its temples, where he had built a small ashram and was known as Mataji, which means goddess. The body will be kept at the ashram for the next two days for people to come and pay their last respects, according to Chattery, adding that Johnny would then be cremated on Thursday. Johnny's tale that he was blessed by a goddess when he was a child, which enabled him to survive without sustenance won him a small group of followers, despite the doubts of the medical professionals. He told AFP in 2003 that he got the elixir of life from the hole in my palate, he said, which enables me to go without food and water. Now, there was no way of verifying Johnny's claims, but doctors have said A person cannot go for long periods without food or water, without the organ damage and body breaking down. Nevertheless, Johnny's claims attracted the interest of India's medical community. In 2010, a team of military doctors studied him for two weeks at a hospital at Ahmedabad, Gujarat's biggest city. Johnny was watched with cameras and closed-circuit television. Doctors took scans of his organs, brain, and blood vessels and conducted tests on his heart, lungs, and his memory capacity. They said that he did not eat, drink, or go to the toilet, and his only contact with fluid was during gargling and bathing periodically. We still do not know how he survives, Neurologist Sudhir Shah told the reporters back then, it's still a mystery what kind of phenomenon this is. The results of the study initiated by India's Defense Research and Development Organization were never published and never submitted for peer review. So that's awesome and crazy, right? Now, I knew somebody, in fact, I met several somebodies that knew a specific man who is from the United States, who just got fed up with having to pay for food and all the time wasted on cooking and preparing and eating food and the dishes afterwards, and literally out of sheer laziness, he used a dowsing pendulum and he made it so that His body never had to eat ever again. And he survives by putting, crushing up the powder, into powder, the vitamins and minerals he would need each day to survive in one gallon of water. And that's all he drinks. He 
crushes those up and puts it in the water and just shakes it up. And the last time I talked to someone about this guy who I have never seen or met, they, um, I think they said he had gone for five or six years, maybe seven years without food or water. And he was extremely healthy. And I know, I know he didn't go without water. Sorry. He went out, went without food. But also in Paramahansa Yogananda's book, Autobiography of a Yogi, he does talk about a saint whose mother-in-law was so mean to her, it prompted her to say, I never want to eat ever again because she keeps making me do the dishes for everybody, even though I'm eating very little. She was only eating like once a day or something. And it was irritating her because the, the woman was making her do everything. So she said, you know what? I'll remain married to your son, but I'm going to live outside and I'm not going to eat anything ever again. She prayed to God. Next thing you know, she doesn't need to eat. And when Paramahansa Yogananda visited her, it had been like nine years and she had not eaten one morsel of food. So I know this sort of thing is weird and it's rare. But it's also very possible. So, um, you know, <laughs> it's crazy, but uh, quite a bit worth mentioning, I think. Ah, here's a fun story <laughs> uh, taken right out of one of my favorite books as a child. <laughs> oh my God, like Dr. Seuss's Green Eggs and Ham come to life. The chickens of a farmer in Malapuram, India, lay eggs with dark green yolks. It was nine months ago that we first got such an egg with a green yolk from a hen in our small poultry farm, said um, Akchiha Bhutin. He explained this to the News Minute. After his photos went viral, the Kerala Veterinary and Animal Sciences University got involved investigating what might be behind the phenomena. Scientists have postulated that the feed for the hens may have caused the unusual coloration, yet Shihabudhin says what he feeds the chickens is not out of the ordinary. He does confirm that the unique eggs taste just like the regular ones, and he plans to market them pending the findings of the university. You guys have got to go see this. CoastToCoastAM.com. The name of the article is Mystery of Green Egg Yolks, and it was published on May 25th, 2020. This is one of the weirdest things. I can't even, this is like an emerald green. It's emerald green. I can't even imagine wanting to eat that. It looks too weird. <laughs> um, yeah, that's just too weird. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to read you guys some headlines. Uh, mysterious giant was spotted in Mexico. Residents of a community in Mexico are on edge following the sighting of a mysterious giant that some suspect could have been either a Bigfoot or an alien. Ha I just want to say right now, a Bigfoot and an alien, two totally different vibes. 
two totally different, one's fat and hairy, one's skinny without hair. How could it be either one? I just, I don't even know. All right, here we go. The CDC has issued warnings about aggressive rats. <sighs> you know, yesterday, the, these ladies were walking by our house here in the gated community in which we live and they have this weird looking dog and my son and I started talking about um, a teacher that he had in grade school he said that in when you go down to Mexico they have such big rats that they sell it sell them to tourists as dogs they put leashes on the rats and people take them home and say it's a Mexican dog and then the Mexicans have a big laugh about it and we were laughing about it because we thought well obviously this person's like you know his teacher was like lying because that's not true I've never heard of that you know she's making something up I don't know maybe she had black mold problems in her house I don't know but it sounded crazy but we were talking about it because this dog I swear to god looked like a long skinny rat and when the other dogs went near it to sniff it they started freaking out and they had to instead of taking it on a walk they had to carry it in their arms to walk it so basically the dog got no exercise and they got the exercise but the sounds this weird little dog made sounded just like a big rat screeching i don't know if you've ever lived in a big city and heard a screeching rat but they're terrifying and this dog the way it moved and sounded were like that's not a dog. It's a rat. <laughs> it was the color of a rat. too. It was horrible. Anyway, this headline, uh, or basically what it says for this article, the first paragraph says, in a development that is entirely in keeping with the nightmare that has been 2020. <laughs> the Center for Disease Control has issued a worrisome warning for people to be on guard against what they describe as aggressive behavior from rats. Of course, we have murder hornets and aggressive rats, as well as this horrible disease. This, this has been shaping up to be one of the weirdest and deadliest years in human history, I think. Okay, uh, archaeologists in Mexico are celebrating celebrating an enormous find in the form of a massive mammoth graveyard containing fossilized remains of 60 of the ancient creatures. Wow. Massive mammoth graveyard. That's crazy. There's some pictures of it. They started to uncover some of the bones. If you want to check it out on Coast to Coast AM, it's pretty interesting. There was a shadow figure filmed by hotel security camera. So it says there's a chilling video circulating online that appears to be a shadow figure lurking in an Illinois hotel. You might want to check that out. That sounds crazy. Motorists in Albuquerque, New Mexico might find themselves doing a double take thanks to an unusual looking alien car cruising the streets of the city with an uplifting message for residents. And it says, time out, earth people. Help 
I can't even see this. Help. Something. Hold on. Uh, let me go to this. This is kind of cute. This guy has an alien. It looks like he made it. And, and, he, and it has really big eyes. And it's kind of like between the typical gray and a sleeve stack. <laughs> and, um, all right. He, uh, what is the uplifting message? That's what I want to get, get to the bottom of it. Okay. It says smile. That's the big one. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Even if you don't feel like it, smile. If you do it good enough, it will become contagious. Fortunately, there's a good chance anyone who might happen to spot Philip's alien equipped car is likely to just smile to do just that. Let's hope that ET is well secured since it might prove to be pretty enticing for sticky fingered fiends in search of an odd decoration for their house. That's cool. I mean, Albuquerque is really, really far from Roswell, but seems to me like most people in New Mexico have interest in, I mean, my family that lives there, they, they are all pretty interested in UFOs and aliens. And I even went to Roswell. My mom took me there when my daughter was just a baby, still breastfeeding. And I was hanging out there with the uh, curator of the museum who happened to know well he was the one he was working in a funeral home at the time of the Roswell crash in 1947 God rest his soul he's he's gone on already he's passed but he told me the story directly he told my husband and I he's like yeah you know those were not why would there be children on an on a army base that needed coffins it was weird and he saw he, he knew that they were alien bodies crazy story right all right um well i think that's all the stories on coast to coast let me see how much time i got guys i've got about 10 minutes left i'm gonna go round up a couple other stories some really fun headlines for you so i'm gonna pause this for a second All right, so after wading through a whole bunch of news articles on the mirror.uk, or no, maybe it's mirroruk.co. Anyway, I'll tell you in a minute what it is. They um, had a bunch of articles about people painting their houses weird colors and a funny article about a woman who lovingly found a little plant on the sidewalk and she decided to nurture it and love it and put it in a pot and then she started a YouTube channel about it and just this little plant grew and grew and grew and she got a lot of followers on Instagram and everything and one day she decided to look up the plant and she'd been nurturing for like the past year (laughs) this beautiful weed (laughs) So just something like they're weird news, but they're like not like really weird, you know, just so most of the things have been very mild coming out of, I'm sorry, mirror.co.uk. Anyway, this one though, this one takes the cake. Um, oh, and by the way, there's a new way to cut cake. You take a salad tongs and you turn it backwards. 
and you get a perfect piece of cake every time. So that these are the kinds of weird stories. I don't think it's all that weird, but <laughs> mildly weird coming out of the UK. Anyway, this one is my favorite story coming out of this uh, newspaper today. I tried Burger King's new social distancing Whopper <laughs> and it made my eyes water. <laughs> so here it is. In Italy, Burger King has launched a new take on their most popular burger <laughs> known as their social distancing Whopper, which is meant to keep people away from you. Now this is an article written by Courtney Poshin. So, all right, she says, earlier this week we saw that in Germany, Burger King has launched social distancing crowns to ensure that customers were keeping apart from one another. But over in Italy, the fast food chain has decided to try something a little different. Italian Burger King restaurants have been selling a social distancing Whopper, which is packed with three times the usual amount of onions. <laughs> oh my God. The idea is that the stench of the onions <laughs> on the person's breath after eating it will keep people far away from them. <clears throat> Unbelievable. Ugh, it's giving me asthma thinking about it. <laughs> It's yet to catch on in the UK. <laughs> but one man in the US persuaded his local branch to create one for him, and he filmed his reaction to trying it. <laughs> Sam Goldberg. He shared his reaction at Respect the Chain. I think that's his Twitter. <clears throat> so, okay. He says, uh, He's been using his spare time during the lockdown to start a new YouTube series called Respect the Chain. In a comedic food show in which the 32-year-old is currently trying the special pandemic menu items <laughs> from various food chain restaurants. The latest episode shows Sam, originally from New York, spending his pandemic with his family in Florida trying this new and unique Whopper. Sitting in a Burger King restaurant, he explains in the video, did you know that Burger King in Italy is currently offering the social distancing Whopper? What they're doing in Italy is giving you three times the amount of onions that they normally would give on a regular Whopper. So he continued, what we're doing today is recreating the social distancing Whopper that they love in Italy. We actually asked them specifically to give us three times the amount of onions. Before tucking in, Sam admittedly said that he wasn't really looking forward to tasting the burger. <laughs> He's not looking forward to tasting it. Wow. I have a very bad feeling. <laughs> he says it's probably going to taste very bad. Biting into it, he pulls a face before saying that it has the most pungent taste he's ever experienced in his life. Okay. <laughs> so, um, speaking to Mirror Online, the Respect the Chain host spoke more about his decision to try the burger and gave us his official verdict on whether it could actually keep people away. 
He said, currently on the show, we're featuring the post-pandemic reopening phase, and we're intrigued to try the social distancing Whopper from Burger King. Oh my God, this, you know, the articles in this, in the mirror are so repetitive and redundant. (laughs) And they keep saying the same things over and over again. the, The writing is just terrible. Sorry, mirror. It's just that we hate hearing the same sentence over and over again. I get very impatient. Okay. And back to the article. He says, we thought it it was fun and innovative idea that has not yet hit the States. We figured that we would be the guinea pig for America. There is no doubt in my mind that after eating the social distancing Whopper, that others will stay at least six feet away. (laughs) Maybe even 12 feet away from me. The smell of the onions was enough to keep me away from me. (laughs) The onions overwhelmed the taste of the Whopper, making my eyes tear up and taste buds come alive. He added, in my opinion, the social distancing Whopper is a success. And well, there you have it, folks. Would you guys try it? (laughs) The social distancing Whopper. Crazy stuff. Well, that's literally the craziest story on the mirror. So we're still like not totally out of the woods yet. We're not out of our houses yet. A lot of restaurants in Ecuador will be opening up next Monday. They, they um, have extended hours, but most people are just doing takeout or delivery. And a lot more people are doing deliveries for things that you wouldn't normally expect. I saw today... Um, an advertisement for a company that decided to deliver household items. So an $1,100 television, a 50-inch screen, would now be costing $484 from this new delivery service here in Cuenca. But see, it's for brand new TV. And um, they're delivering printers and like towels, hand towels and sheets for your beds, anything that you need in your house, even pillows for your couch, they'll deliver it for free. You just go online and buy it and then they'll deliver it the same day. And I've had coffee and and carrot cake and uh, cookies delivered and today I had a UV light delivered. So <laughs> I don't know what's going on in the United States, but I know here in Ecuador, we're getting more and more things delivered every day that this pandemic goes on. It's the other day they announced 77 days have gone by that we've all been stuck inside our houses and they are opening up my city first and two other cities are opening up and next week they're going to try to open up the whole country of Ecuador A lot of people are scared and they're not really wanting to open it up. They're saying, no, this is uh, pretty scary. You know, uh, the coronavirus has killed more more than 100,000 people. Let's get to some of that coronavirus news now and then um, I'll come right back. Uh, Gee, I'm sorry for bringing this up at the end of the show instead of the beginning-ish. But, um, all right, right now in the world... Let me see, uh, six, over six million people have contracted the coronavirus. 
there have been 366,896 deaths officially reported and 2.6 over 2.6 million have recovered so in recent weeks we were reporting 21 down to 19 and then the last time I reported this I think it was 16% of the people of the people with an outcome had died but now only 12% of the people with an outcome have died which means that 88% of the people are recovering now and that's good here in Ecuador 10% of the people have died that get it and where I live in, in the province that I live in only 33 people have died that's it and there's like 842 people that have it right now here where I live and that's why they're opening it up only 33 people died it's not it's not spreading people are isolating but um so it's crazy but in the United States almost 1.8 million people have it right now or total cases I'm sorry out of the deaths 104,542 people have died and um and I mean Trump has a nerve to say that Brazilians can't go to the US the reason why Brazilian people are dying from this is because they're poor they can't work because of the lockdown and they're malnutritioned and they're dying of not only coronavirus but also nutrition you know so I think they might be getting it but then they can't eat to get themselves better so I mean lots of love and light to Brazil but 468,000 people in Brazil have had it and uh, almost 28,000 people have died so it's kind of weird that Trump is making a big deal out of blocking Brazilians from going into the United States when under 4,000, almost 105,000 people have died of it in the U.S. But anyway, the, but the good news, the, the takeaway that I'm looking at is that 12% have died from it. So for me, that's so much better news than in recent times. You know, in the past few months, it's been like, what, well, two months, so goodness like two and a half months already so you know I'm happy about I'm happy about that all right guys so I've managed to find one more wonderful piece of news so we're not gonna end on a sad note but on a good note according to upi.com a soldier's letter home from Vietnam was delivered finally after 52 years <laughs> through you know through sleep you know neither sleep nor no snow nor hail nor rain can stop the mail it's only delayed <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> but it, it, it gets there it gets there it always gets there eventually if you're in the United States now I'm in Ecuador and I've gotten I, I ordered stuff years ago I never got yet but we'll see this is an article by Ben Hooper and I'm gonna read this to you and this is just put out on the wire today 
An Indiana woman said she was surprised when a letter that her brother sent while serving in the Vietnam War finally made its way to her after 52 years. Janice Tucker sent an envelope postmarked May 10th, 2020. <laughs> Arrived at her home in North Vietnam. I mean, I'm sorry, in, <laughs> in North Vernon, sorry. Oh my God. She doesn't live in Vietnam. She lives in Indiana in North, in North Vernon. She said last week she was shocked to discover it contained a letter that her brother William Lone had sent to her while serving in Vietnam in 1968. So I called my brother, she said. He lives in South Carolina now. I read the letter to him and he said, I remember writing that letter to you. Tucker told this to WHAS-TV. Lone said he remembered putting the letter in an envelope and affixing a five-cent stamp and handing it off to another soldier to mail to his sister at the family's then-home in Floyd's Knobs. Wow, that's a fun name. Floyd's Knobs? K-N-O-B-S. <laughs> Floyd's Knobs, Indiana? Wow, story got weirder already. <laughs> Tucker said that the letter <clears throat> came came to me, she said, 52 years later by way of Indy. It's a real mystery to me. This is not the original envelope. <laughs> Somebody found it and found out who I was. She said the envelope did not contain many clues about the letter's long journey. Thank you to whoever found this letter. Thank you to whoever sent it to me. But most of all, thanks to my brother for being a big brother that I didn't really love and appreciate until I got older. (laughs) That's just weird. I didn't love my brother when he sent me the letter, but now I do. (laughs) Really? That's what you're telling the world? Okay. And this letter just makes me want to honor him more, she said. Tucker said she's hoping to find out who mailed the letter to her home so that she can thank them and find out what happened to the letter in between being mailed in 1968 and arriving at her home last week. (laughs) A Canadian man had a piece of mail take a shorter but no less mysterious route to his home this month. Elliot Bernstein said a Canada Post delivery worker left the package from well.ca on his Toronto doorstep May 6th. The package contained a hair product that he had ordered from the website in 2012. (laughs) I mean, by now he's lost all of his hair. Damn it. They didn't send it on time. I mean, really. The Canada Post said officials are now investigating The package's (laughs) eight-year journey. All right. I knew I could do it. I knew I could find a really good one for you guys to end the week on. (laughs) And there it was. Well, there you go. I love each and every one of you, and I want to thank you personally for having faith and confidence in me and continuing to show up to listen to 
my life's work, which is Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. Thank you so much for listening and enjoying the show and writing to me and also telling all of your family and friends and all those around you who are spiritually awakening. Thank you for spreading the news about it because I see my numbers growing and I know it's because of you guys. So anyway, that's it for the week. I hope you've enjoyed the episodes. They were wide in their variety and scope. And we're going to do the same thing next week. I'll be back on Monday with, well, another lesson in mind reading. (laughs) And just as always, it will always be unique and original programming. So that's it. I'm going to sign off and enjoy my weekend with my UV light machine. (laughs) And listening to these crazy birds outside. And of course, there he is, the, the, the Lobo, right outside my window. But right now, I am signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Till next time, guys, peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.